0: you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. Yet another episode of Open Bar Talk podcast, episode 19. I'm very excited to uh, bring you another classic joint. Uh, you know, I am Jim Search. Uh, you can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can go on all the social media, find me at Jim Search. Uh, if you want to find this show, Open Bar Talk, you can do that. Go to openbartalk at gmail.com. Open Bar Talk on Instagram is another good place to find us. Uh, you know, I post funny stories from my crazy bar days uh, on the Instagram page. They're pretty fun, and you should read them. Uh, You know, and our show, of course, is dedicated to the lives and life and times of bartenders and all the wild shit that they have seen. Believe me, the nightlife is crawling with stories, and I am just happy to have every guest on here to talk about it. And so with that all being said, uh, you know, we are going to kick this off you know of course i will tell you that we are recording in a pandemic uh which means that uh we are doing this remotely uh normally uh, i have folks come through Jim jam studios but we don't stop recording because y'all need to hear this shit uh so anyway uh we're gonna get into this i'm very excited to have this uh guest on you know yeah great dude and i'm excited to hear about his time as a bartender uh tom funk how you doing my friend what's going on
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me. What's going on? I'm getting my life together as much as possible during this whole scene.
0: Fuck, man. I mean, this is—it's such a nutso time. I mean, we were talking about it before we got on the air, but you know, it's like never in my wildest dreams would I have ever <laughs> thought that this was going to be how we were going to be living for an indeterminate amount of time. Yeah, I'm out of work two months and three days, I think, today. Shit, bro. I'm really... I'm sorry to hear that, man. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, we're able to get, like, that unemployment shit kicking and all that. Yeah,
1: it, I, it is what it is, man. You know, like I said, it's given me this great opportunity to, like, to actually put my life together. I'm in the tail end of a divorce. So I kept my house and getting my whole life back in order and together.
0: Right, right. Well, yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, there's... I think... One of the things, and it's it's different for everybody, but it's just like you know, you got to try and find that silver lining, and you got to try and at least get. Took the
1: words right out of my mouth, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's and it's different for everybody, right? Because it's like, you know, I think there's part of it where there's people who like put pressure on everyone to be like, you know, this is the time that you got to do everything you can, and it's like, well, yo, this is a global pandemic. Like, if you survive, that's an important part, right? But, yeah. you know, if you find the strength and energy to do shit, then, yeah, yeah, this is fucking great. Like, you know.
1: I read a really great post at the beginning of this. It's like, you know, this is like playing a video game. And you just got your second chance at life after this is over. If you don't come out of this and try to make yourself a better life when this is over, you've wasted all your time.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, it is, it's going to be what it is. And, you know, if you can get that, uh, that you know, that mindset of like that second chance of anything, you know, and it doesn't like, I don't think, you know, it has to be like, you know, you're going to fucking reinvent the wheel or you're going to reinvent a no. widget or anything. But like, yo, if you come out of this with some fucking dope Etsy product, great. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. Fucking awesome, man. You did. You at least did something with your time. I say like bare minimum, at least read half of a book. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to finish the book. <laughs> Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just expand yourself a little bit. A
0: little bit, right. Alright, you know what? I'll even I'll even go lower than half a book. If you read the jacket flap of a book <laughs> at, at any point during this, then thank you. Right? Yeah. You know, and you then read you, words. What's that?
1: You read words.
0: Yeah, you read words that weren't your own and I'm very and they were in print right because i also i have to have some integrity because facebook uh uh, facebook posts uh, i can't let those count count.
1: they don't count (laughs) instagram posts
0: don't count twitter posts don't count it has to be a book okay yeah let it be some words that someone else wrote and then perhaps someone uh, edited those words for for grammar (laughs) i'm happy for it you know that's that's what i want right so good that's that's uh that's that's your message folks uh, at least read some at least read a jacket flap of a book so uh anyway, I will let you know let's get into it man you know uh again, this yes. show is all about the world of bartenders, and sir you are in fact a pour of the drink and so with that being said, you know uh Tom, tell us a little bit how you got into the game what was uh what was those what, what was that like
1: Oh, uh, it's such a sad story. <laughs> um, when I was a little guy, they opened. And this is going to date me a little bit. There's TGI Fridays in Woodbridge that opened when I was younger. And okay. my mother took me when this place opened. And I saw this guy behind the bar. And women were basically throwing themselves at them. And I said, Oh, you know what, when I grow up, I want to be a bartender. And <laughs> here I am. Twenty six years behind the fucking bar.
0: Oh shit! I think. Oh, do I have
1: to edit my? Do I have to edit my conversation? Oh time? no! I I to yeah, okay. fuck
0: yeah! Look, I'm not on a <laughs> network or anything like that. I mean, fuck that, dude. Like, if you got to swear, you got to swear. You know, I'm not. No, I would
1: have been having a really hard time, dude. You would have been dumping out on me. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just been a long stream of beeps uh yeah for real So no
1: yeah and i wanted to do it and i grew up and i got into the business and uh they on my 21st birthday they made me a bartender and uh i've been doing it ever since
0: no shit man that's fucking i i have to say you know in terms of longevity uh for the show you know i think you i think you got the uh you got the crown man so mm. that's fucking dope. Lucky day. Hey, look, you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you. So I uh, I guess we're uh, we're talking about like Instagram posts, and I'm gonna uh, kill myself for this, but sometimes there's good ones, and you gotta fucking talk oh, about yeah. them. Yeah.
1: Right? No, I but, mean, like, dude, I own a bike, I own a Harley, I own my house, I own cars. You know, like uh, my kids are well taken care of. Everything is good in my life. I got a built-in pool. I got a huge backyard. I can't complain about what the business has given me. Right. It's just this business isn't for everybody Mm. and it's definitely not super family oriented, you know, like holidays without family and stuff like that. Even Christmas dinner halfway through because you got to go open the bar or whatever happens today. Yeah, you know, you got to make money in life, and if you could do it, doing something that you semi enjoy, you're doing better than a lot of people.
0: Hell yeah, man! I mean, you know, there's people who definitely don't uh, uh, find that uh, find that passion or find that thing that they even again even semi enjoy. So it's like if you do latch latch onto that, you're lucky. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, So so you started so so the origin story. You, know, you saw a bartender, and there were chicks on them, and you're like, you know what? This is it for me. This is yeah. what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, was, did you start at the TGI Fridays?
1: I actually started at a different TGI Fridays in the Old Bridge, New Jersey.
0: Okay, all right, out in Jersey. All right, dope. So you got, like, the, uh, I guess, corporate training uh, background of sort, I guess the
1: full swing. Yeah, I was actually, I did store openings. I opened 13 stores, so on and so forth. Okay. I was uh super, I, I wouldn't say the most rah-rah person, but I definitely mm-hmm. was one of those people that had to get people into the idea of, Hey, now you're a TGI five bartender and this is what it's all about.
0: Gotcha. And you know, I think I w- you know, you can obviously speak to it, uh, better, but like, you know, when you do have that corporate training, it is like standard issue of, you know, how, how many, <laughs> you know, shots are in a drink, how the the real fine science, I think, behind it comes with that corporate training, right?
1: Yeah, the unfortunate part about corporate training, and I'll put this to my life, my second life in bartending, where I went to private, was uh, the creativity isn't there in corporate. Mm, mm -hmm, So now mm -hmm. as a bartender, I actually get to play a lot more and be creative and make cocktails that people, you know, I, I get wowed on a lot of times, you know, and that's a really, really good feeling to like, you know, someone just threw a bottle at you and was like, you'll make something really good with this. Right. And I come up with really good shit. And that's, you know, it's a good feeling.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's to that point, too. I think that's, uh, you know, the compare and contrast. And I think you know to be able to have that artistic liberty you know is pretty dope because again yeah you really can bring your own spin to it and you have your own you you have your own signature cocktail right that you can, mm-hmm. that you put together um now would you say that like um with uh what was i going to say with like that corporate training in that background uh that you are able to kind of have the foundation to then get into the the creative side of it cuz like you know like oh yeah
1: I, um i, I mean th- you know they they taught you the base mm-hmm. like the corporate places don't teach you the base of w- what it takes to be the bartender like when you uh when you're doing a store opening, what your goal is is to give the person the the minimal um to make sure that they can at least step behind the bar at any given moment and do the job to the minimum of capacity right Poor beer poor shop poor a drink. And make sure that that drink is going to taste the same as every drink that they've ever had in TGI Friday's when they ordered it.
0: Mm-hmm, right. So,
1: you know, you, you learn that, the uh, the whole idea of consistency, and make sure that, you know, was the first time you make a Long Island iced tea is the same as the 550th time you make a Long Island iced tea.
0: Right, exactly. And, <clears throat> you know, and again, I think that, you know, obviously comes back to that, what makes uh, – companies like that work right is that consistency you know it's yeah like, i think of it like like mcdonald's right like if you go I, to that, Mc-
1: that's the one that i go to all the time when i talk to owners of uh, uh, privately owned places i said you know what mcdonald's is as successful as they are due to the fact that no matter where in the world you go and you order that cheeseburger it's mm-hmm. going to taste the same
0: as the first one that you ever had exactly and you know that is and then pe- people come to rely on it right mm-hmm. again, like if you're on the road and you know you're like fucking I need a cheeseburger. There's a spot, you know? Yeah. Right. So like same with TJ Fridays, right? Like if you're in fucking Texas, you know, you can hit a TJ Fridays and you can hit the same one that you in Jersey. Right. So it's, it's all the same. And that's what makes them successful. So, uh, so you've got that. So you have the, uh, corporate, uh, background, right. When you started and then, after that, you went into the private side of things, which I'm yep. sure the, uh, the lion's share of the stories, uh, probably <laughs> <laughs> happened on the independent <laughs> side of things, because I feel like there's probably yeah. so a little more lax rules, uh, at say, like, <laughs> Ted's bar than it is at a TJ Friday's. Yeah. Ted's probably gonna lot a lot more, lot a lot. Let a lot more shit fly than say the corporate manager of ATJ Fridays. At yeah, that, that's know. to say the least. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, well, you know, let's uh, let's talk about it, man. So, you know, what are some of those like uh, iconic moments in, in uh, your career? Uh, all right, of, but,
1: yeah, like I said, I got go downstairs. My little guy's in the bedroom. I mean, he's fourteen. He knows what I do for a living, but right. he doesn't need to hear the. Find nuances of uh, (laughs) what has really gone
0: down. Which uh, listeners, you should know that you are getting the exclusive, exclusive (laughs) route. uh, uh, You know that uh, we're we're going to be in for something good. So, you know, Um, all
1: right, Uh, best stories. Um, I I mean, some of them are pretty gross. Like, I I definitely um, at one of the bars I worked at, we did twenty five cent beers.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: Yeah, and that really, really got messy and awful at times. And I have definitely found things that I was shocked and amazed that people actually brought them to a bar. I found an empty box of vibrating panties with a remote control.
0: Holy shit. I
1: have, oh yeah, I have found underwear on the floor. Um, the grossest thing I probably found at one time was someone's retainer was on the floor, and I didn't (gasps) even know how that ended up there. The retainer? And why someone's. Yeah, why someone was in a bar with a retainer, <laughs> you know, like, I'm 21, I understand if you just got braces and all, but why are you having your retainer in the bar with you?
0: Yeah, you know, it's like, I think, yes, I think instinctually we would go to just like, all right, what 13-year-old has, yeah. <laughs> has slipped through the cracks for yep. 25-cent beer night to live their truth and then fucking drop their retainer on the floor? But, you know, at the at the same time, it's like there's also, you know, I know a couple adults who have gotten braces and, and, you know, probably had a retainer. But even if you have a retainer as an adult,
1: leave it home, leave
0: it home, leave it home. (laughs) Like, is this is that putting your best foot forward with a retainer? Holy shit, man. Did it? Yeah. So did anyone claim the retainer? Or no,
1: and I even I posted it up on Facebook on uh, the <laughs> bar's page. I was like, anybody lost this? You know, it's at the bar. I give you twenty four hours, and it's going in the garbage.
0: <laughs> which, which I would say, probably uh, in terms of where you are uh, as a bartender, it's like you know, yes. There's a wide range of scenarios that one will encounter, but I can't imagine that you thought at the beginning of that day, you know what, someone's going to – I'm going to have to put a, a lost and found post <laughs> no. for a retainer. That didn't enter the equation at any point. Uh-uh.
1: So my uh, the guy who tattoos me, he owns the tattoo shop that I now go to. He doesn't tattoo as much anymore. But he had this thing where he always took pictures of roadkill. Me and him both ride motorcycles. So he would spot roadkill. He'd pull over and take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. So he would send me the pictures all the time. So I started taking pictures of all the gross shit that happened in the bar and oh. that. Room. Yeah, okay. it probably took about three weeks, and he tapped out. He was like, "I'm done. I don't want to see any of these things anymore."
0: You could, I would, you know, I'm, and again, this is the time for, uh, creativity, but it's just like, you might have a coffee table book on your hand with, uh, oh, God, with... nobody wants to do that. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Bro, I used to have to clean
1: the, door, the, the uh, bathrooms, both the bathrooms after 25 seven beers. And I oh. will tell you above and beyond anything, a girl's bathroom at the end of a really hard drinking night is way nastier than a guy's bathroom.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay. And that's by leaps and bounds, dude. Like, I one time had to clean shit off of a wall that I couldn't even figure out how a person could stand to face their asshole at the wall to have a splatter shit
0: on the wall. And, and yeah, it's like, again, you know, as we deconstruct what brings someone to that point, right? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> at, at, what, at what point in the night are you like, well, you know what, man? I really have to shit. But <laughs> ah, better point at the wall for this one because <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, it, it, like I, I wish like we could do this video so like, I, like even if this person stood on the toilet seat and like kind of bent all the way over and grabbed their ankles, it still doesn't make sense where the shit was on the wall. <laughs> just the sheer trajectory of it. Oh my it's... god, it was too, yeah, it was horrible. But oh. let's get away from that because I yes. keep getting nastier because they get really, really nasty as you go through that. Fair enough. Um, I, I found a couple in the closet having sex.
0: Sure, Stand yep.
1: up, and that was not the closet where you had coats. It was the slop sink closet where dirty mops and shit goes. Oh, my God. And as I walked past and noticed what was going on, because there was two doors it's on it, and his door was open, but hers wasn't, and our face was probably pressed up against the wall. And I looked, and I was like, bro, what are you doing? And he gave me the thumbs up and kept thrusting. <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess you got to finish what you started, man. Go for it, you know. Bro. You, know you ain't got no shame in that. Go, go, do it.
0: Tom, who is, who dare stands in between love? Yeah. Right? Who, who is,
1: <laughs> Yo, that
0: who's going to, who's going to be the one to stop true love? I hope it's not you. Right. No. Don't, don't be that. Guy. that. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah. like, so here's my question. So after they were finished, right. When they walked out, like was, was it noticed? Like, did everyone be like, Hey, Y'all both well, came anybody
1: out. who walked past them definitely knew that they did it, and it was kind of even more awkward because they kind of didn't stand next to each other for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, was this like a one-time thing, or are they like together forever and just wanted to get that out of the way, and now they're just going on their own ways for the rest of the night? I don't even know if they left together, so, you know, that is what it is.
0: Yeah, well, you know, what's funny about that, too, is, like, I guess the fact that, like, after they finish fucking, they then just put an awkward energy not only between themselves, but between everybody else around them. Yeah. Right? Because, like, I'm sure her friends were just like, did you just fuck that guy? And then his friends were like, did you just fuck her? Yo, Dude. the,
1: the dude's friends were giving high fives, the chick's friends were like, you nasty bitch.
0: Yeah, of course. Exa- yeah, you know, again, it's like... You know, you wanna talk about just like bro culture where it's just like these dudes are like, Yeah, you fucked her and meanwhile the girl's like, You're a whore. You know, it's like, Well, you know what? Maybe she wanted to fuck that dude. Why you gotta give her shit for it. You know what? she two of those people it needs you need two to tango, right? Yeah, for real. So let let them let them live, man. So you know, all right, so you found some you definitely found some wild shit uh uh in and around the bar. Uh what about, like, you know, again, this is uh, in the career, but, like, ha- has there been those, like, iconic brawls? Where you're like, whoa, this shit is out of control.
1: How- oh, absolutely. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, one of the places I worked at, and this is uh, – it doesn't matter. I drop names. They're closed forever anyway. Yeah. Uh, it was called Blackthorn in Kenilworth. Okay. And the Blackthorn huh. in Kenilworth, we used to put 400 people inside and 400 people outside.
0: God damn. So –
1: yeah, it was crazy, dude. Thursday nights there, like that. It was that was the spot for Thursday nights probably until uh, Club of uh, not Club of this um, Park East open. Mm-hmm. They kind of took they took a majority of it a- after us, so on and so forth. But there there, there was fights there that like it, like the cops from other towns had to end up showing up. <laughs> so we were in you yeah, Union cops, Kenilworth cops. Like it was like. They locked down the driveway, the parking lot. You couldn't even get out if you wanted to get out. And they were just clicking people up left and right, dude. Anybody who just looked like they threw punches or got a bruise on their face, arrested, arrested, arrested.
0: Whoa, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: Man. It was like almost the paddy wagon night. I mean, like I, I've watched, I've watched people get smashed in the face with a bottle. I've got uh, a bar stool dropped on my head. Oh, my um uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I watched a bouncer. Probably a 250-pound bouncer getting knocked cold by a 185-pound Marine off a of leave and, like, knocked cold, like, removed from his feet, bro. Like, I watched I watched two cops go at it. I stood in between two cops, and it was, like, anime. Like, one cop swung at the other cop, and when he connected, like, he saw that blood splurge out of the guy's mouth, and it was like in super slow motion as the dude fell back, and the blood was just flying out of his mouth. I'm like, "Holy fuck! What the fuck?" Yeah, and there's nothing you could do in those situations because you're not going to grab up cop. No, no, that's
0: no. uh that is above your pay grade.
1: No, <laughs> dead ass, bro. I ain't making no enemies with the guys with the badges, bro. I love all those guys.
0: Yeah, no, that's that is not the way to move, man. Now, well, here's uh, obviously this springs so many questions. First. Were they both in the same precinct? Like, were they the same town? Okay. They were,
1: no, different towns cops that had beef for years supposedly going back to like high school or almost some bullshit oh, and i'm my. thinking about it, like, like yo you guys are career people like you don't fight no more like i'm here i am i'm 47 years old like i can't remember the last time i was truly aggressive enough that i wanted to beat somebody's ass right exactly Like it just hasn't happened you know Like i just couldn't do it and especially like someone i had beef with from high school Yo, you're like thirty something years old. You're still carrying that beef with you, bro. Drop it. Like,
0: yeah, get like, over it. Life, life should have continued, right? Yeah. Life yeah. should still <laughs> be going forward, and yeah. you shouldn't have part of yourself caught in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. Well, a lot of people get stuck, man. You know, they
1: topped out in high
0: school. They topped yep. out in
1: college or whatever. There, there was never anything better for them. They still wear their high school, like, uh, varsity jackets of the reunion and shit oh, like that.
0: Yeah, man. And now I, yeah. you know, not, not for nothing, but if we had to pick a certain profession in which somebody tops out in high school, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta got got put cops in the top five of, you know, yeah. I peaked in high school and this is my jam now. Fuck it, yeah. So I'm um,
1: the same town I grew up in, known all the same people I ever knew
0: before, and I'm still the epitome of cool in my eyes to them. And you know what? And then these two cops fucking fought at a bar in uniform, right? I'm no, just... no, 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 they weren't in uniform. Oh, okay. I my uh, I had the mental image they were both <laughs> in well, uniform. That would have been even worse, dude. That's what. That's why I was like, what the fuck? They both showed no. up and were like, you know what? No. This is this is my time, man. This is when we're doing this. Yeah, we're doing this. You know, uh, bad schmadge. We're fucking throwing the bows. So now, so how did that, I mean, you watched that fight, like, how did that end? Like, the cops showed up and were like, all right. Yes. Cops, other cops, stop yeah, fighting. Yeah.
1: Well, they, they have to do the right thing and they quote unquote arrested them. Right. Right. Which, Really wasn't an arrest at all. Like, come on, we're going to put you in the back of the car with some handcuffs on and take you around the corner and let you back out of the car. Like,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that and how just how awkward of a situation. Like, can you imagine? Like, I can't imagine being that cop to show up at the bar. And being like, all right, so, yeah, have... what
1: am I, what am I, why do I gotta be here? Like, Joe, how, so why did you get into a fight in the bar? Like, how do you even handle that conversation? Yeah. Like, we work together. What the fuck's the
0: matter with you? Yeah, like, you do realize that, like, you are legitimately breaking the law, like, in front of the world right now, yeah. at a bar. And of course, they're uh-huh. both drunk, right? Yeah. So, like, yes. Now, let me ask you, was this at the, uh, was this to, uh, cop brawl? Was this at the, a spot where there was 400 inside, 400 outside?
1: No, this was an Irish joint, and there it wasn't a really big spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was probably... I mean, we probably capped out at, like, 150 in this spot, and okay. it wasn't even a busy night. And, like, I, it was kind of like, you know, that love story you read in books. Like, they locked eyes from across the bar and realized <laughs> that they had destiny together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, the violin played on the uh, jukebox yeah, or whatever. As know, they
1: that. walked towards each
0: other slowly. <laughs> as they slowly sauntered, and it's like time yeah. stood still. And these two fucking cops... <laughs> For those brief moments in life. <laughs> Priceless moment. Uh, yeah. Where they, they fucking engage each other and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> Which, like, you know, and I can't, I can't help but think that, like, everyone else watching this is just like, oh, shit, these are two fucking cops that are now fighting. This is, yes. What, what, what do I do? You know, like, you as a yeah. bartender, like, like, what the fuck do I do? Like, this is... I... I do what
1: I do every time there's something going down. I go over the top of the bar and try to get in between it and not make it happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. That's fucking – that is – that's really funny, by the way. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. So now uh, let me ask you, you know, again, as a as a bartender, um, has there been any, like, date – like, awkward dates have you seen over the years? You know, over just oh, couples? Oh, uh, not yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, especially nowadays with, uh, the, uh, what you call online dating thing. Yeah. Like, like tender, uh, I've watched people get catfish, though. I've <sighs> watched people like have the most awkward of moments of their entire life in a conversation where like as a bartender, like bartenders, it's, we call it bartender ears. Like mm-hmm. we hear, we hear the crowd. But sure. There'll be like keywords that drop that your ear is just like, Oh fuck, what just happened there? right and you pick up on like you pick up on people's body language i'm a real i've read a lot of books about body language and like watching how people are reacting and interacting and stuff like that so i know like there's some real good cues that you can see when people are having an awkward time sure and luckily enough like you know one or the other will get up to go to the bathroom and as a bartender i walk over and i'm like hey listen you know if this is going bad like I'll just drop the bill and be like, hey, guys, listen, you know, I feel that I've served you too much or whatever it happens to be. Like, you can make the – as a bartender, you're in control of the situation. Right. So right. you try to make it as easy as possible without making it any more awkward than it already is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes <laughs> that goes wrong.
0: Go on. And sometimes
1: <laughs> a dude will be like, what do you mean? And I'm like, uh, you know, I just – I, I don't think things are going the way that you think they're going, so it's probably better that – you know, you both just move on for the night. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got, well, how do you know that? Who the fuck do you think you are They're telling me how I'm going? I was like, oh, look on the girl's face is telling me that you really suck at what you're trying to do right now, man.
0: And it doesn't. it doesn't quite look like this is where this is supposed to be right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's an interesting chemistry and concept. Man.
0: Now as a, so as a, like as a bartender, like what are those buzzwords that you look for? Like when you hear a date, like, is there any keywords you're like, all right, what did I just hear?
1: Um, well what, and it, it really sucks because like, what I've learned over all the time in this is what guys use when they talk to girls is been mm-hmm. things that have worked for them before. Right. right. That These are, these are really the key points that they use to get into a girl's pants. Yeah. And you hear some of them and you're just like, wow, dude, how the fuck did that ever work for you? Like, how right. is you be a complete douchebag to this chick right now? How does that get you into the bed with her? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. mind boggling because you also watch dudes being complete douchebags to chicks and the chicks are like melting.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you look
1: at the girl at that point, you're like, what's, what happened to you? Where did it go wrong?
0: Yeah. Are you not hearing the exact words that are happening right now in front of you? Yeah. Because these are not these are not healthy words that are that are coming no, out of your no, out of, out of the mouth. Nothing
1: right. good is coming out of this long term.
0: Now, uh,
1: but, going back to it as a bartender, like when you hear people talking about any sort of sexual relationship, you're automatically keyed in on that conversation. Like sure. even like when yeah. it's not a couple talking about, like you'll have three chicks sitting at the bar, and again, going back to women, sometimes at a bar can be a little raunchier than men. Yo, girls can say some things. And you're just like, oh, my God. You know that everybody else around you just heard you say that?
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, and again, it's like they – and you can obviously speak to this as a bartender. But, like, you know, there's the idea that because it's so loud that no one else can hear you, right? You're under the cover (laughs) of noise. Whereas, like, there is this bartender who's like, yeah, uh, you just said what to who now? You're gonna do, you're gonna do what exactly? Yeah. Now, uh, so let me ask you, just in terms of those dates, right, um, has there been any situations where you've seen, like, you, the guy gets so wasted within like 10 minutes of the date or the girl gets super drunk cause they're nervous or anything like that. Or oh like,
1: yeah. Like I, I've, had, you know, you get those chicks that come in, they're waiting for the dude and they'll suck down two martinis before he even shows up. And all of a sudden you're looking, you're like, Ooh, this just went left hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> those two martinis just hit her like a kick in the ass, man. And boy, is she wasted
0: and he's looking at her yeah. like all right oh
1: you're wasted what the fuck am i doing here i'm going to go
0: yeah like all right babe or they're like hey this chick's wasted you know let's party <laughs> yeah that goes too that's certainly there's certainly that part of the part of the game too right which uh, mm-hmm. you know that's that's uh, that's how that goes sometimes um so uh so i was going to ask you so now that like you know we, so we've talked about like uh, the bar fights, you know, we've seen, we talked about the, the messy dates. Um, is there, is there anything else where you're just like, you know, like regulars who you're just like, who, what are you doing right now? Or are they, are those the memorable? Well, regulars I mean,
1: the, the other side of that whole entire conversation is, um, uh, I, I told you earlier off of this, that I've been running a virtual bar. And like oh yeah. I said, yeah. The yeah that's right. Bar, the virtual bar has been running pretty much just like a regular bar. I actually had a couple that I was there when they met. Mm -hmm. I was there when they started courting and I was now there. And in my virtual bar, my friend Aaron proposed to his girl, Melissa on the virtual bar in front of all the people there. Oh, that's cute, man. Yeah, it was dope. And I, to further that, like I have couples that I have, they met at my bar when I was bartending going way back Mm -hmm. and they, they, they got married and now their kids come to see me at the restaurant that I work at. Oh, and that's... you know, like it's pretty dope to watch the whole entire thing. Car.
0: Yeah. I, I <laughs> would, I would say, man, because you're like, you know, you were there from the beginning, and mm-hmm. then the now new beginning, right? Because now you yeah, got the kids and it's in. the
1: relationship with them gets so much deeper as the, like time goes on. You know, like now you're at a situation where their kids come running up to me for a big hug when they see me, That's- and if it wasn't for me bartending that night, these children would never exist.
0: <laughs> so you're you're kind of the string puller, if you will.
1: Yeah, you know I guess I mean? yeah.
0: Now, um, so r- did you ever? So did you go to their wedding? Like when they, like- uh,
1: yeah, I got invited to their wedding. Um, and you know, it's uh, it happened. It's happened more than once. You know, I- I've definitely, I- I've definitely watched this whole entire thing blossom and grow more than once. And I think about it, bartending twenty six years. Right. How many kids am I serving in my 26 years when they turn 21 that I might have served their parents to the point that they got drunk and made those kids?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like where again you were, it's kind of like the butterfly effect, right? Where yeah, for a, real. You know, if I didn't
1: serve her that last round of shots, would those kids be here right now?
0: Would you exist? You know, and hopefully they name their kid like Jameson or you know, yeah. <laughs> or Jack you know, or Jim Beam in this instance, yeah. you know, JB for short, <laughs> you know, that that's, that's fucking funny, man. Um, so now with that, right. Uh, you know, you've worked, uh, so you, you worked the corporate side, you've worked, um, mm-hmm. in like the uh, Irish pub sort of situation. Um, is there any like of those unique characters that used to come in where you're like, I have never met anybody like this before in my life. Because, I mean, I'm sure you've seen so many people, right?
1: God. Uh, yeah, I, I will tell you the most unique character story that I've ever had in my entire bartending career. And it was early on a Saturday afternoon. And a mm-hmm. uh, guy walks in by himself and he orders two beers. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he's probably waiting for somebody. So I pour the two beers, put down two napkins, and I put the two beers on each napkin, one beer on each napkin. And he asks for a menu, so I give him a menu, and he orders food, and he goes, "Can you have that put come out on two plates?" I'm like, "Yeah, no doubt." I was figuring, "All right, cool." Yeah. Whoever he's waiting for still isn't here yet, so I order the food, put down the two plates in the two different spots, then I put the silverware on the two different spots. This guy eats his food, and then moves over to the chair next to him and <laughs> eats that food. What? Yeah. Like I, I I couldn't even fathom. And like the kicker to the story, and this is the gods on the street gem, he picked up the plates and licked them clean at the end.
0: <gasps> no. Yeah. That's ho- that's Plains. horrible.
1: <laughs> it was the strangest thing that I have ever had happen to me in any part of my life that this dude, like, I don't know if he had a split personality or if he had some kind of weird complex, but sure, he man. drank he drank the beer from the one spot while he ate the food in the one spot, and then drank the beer from the second spot while he ate the food from the second spot.
0: And then he did he lick both plates? Yes. <gasps> I, I don't even know what you do. That, keep the plates. <laughs> keep, keep watch. Yeah, you, yeah, you watch. watch. All, damn,
1: yeah, this <laughs> is.
0: I just got you. Just got to sit back and uh, enjoy the show. You know what I'm saying?
1: And like the hardest part about it, like, and this is again in another Irish spot you got to kind of make sure that the regulars that watched what I just watched don't say anything audacious. Right. You know, you're hoping that they just keep their mouths shut and watch the fucking party happen oh. while you watch the party happen. But of course that doesn't happen because, you know, you're in an Irish joint and people have got big mouths and they're screaming and yelling, what the fuck's the matter with that guy? Yeah. Like, like
0: dude, Get the fuck out. Like what the fuck is going on here right now, man? Yeah. Holy shit, dude. And now, I guess, he, again, so many questions now have sprung from this entire situation. <laughs> but Like, so after he licked the plates clean, like, what do you, do you say anything to him after that? Or are you just like, all right, have a, do you want to? No,
1: you drop the, you ask if he wants another round, <laughs> you know, no, okay. You drop the check and hope he's not splitting it with oh. him and his pretend friend. Oh. And uh yeah, he paid the check and got up and left. And that was the one and only time I ever saw that dude.
0: Oh my God. That is, that is something else, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I would think like, it just, when you, when you're a bartender and you hang out in bars again, you see so many different people. Okay. Right. And I think like, again, before I did this uh, show today, I was like, there's no possible way I'm going to hear about this. Right. There's no, (laughs) no one, no one orders two separate meals and then eats them, and then uh, drinks, and then licks the plate. Uh, Yeah. Do you remember what he ordered, Uh, food-wise?
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, I do. He ordered meatloaf. And it was meatloaf and mashed potatoes and vegetables. And there was gravy on the plate. And that's how you knew how clean he made the plate, because there was no gravy left on the plate.
0: What the fuck, man? That, I'm sorry. I'm like... I'm not a germaphobe by any stretch of the imagination, but, like, that is that is horrific, because yeah. so many people use those plates. Mm-hmm. And they- I
1: mean, you know, in the restaurant, the the it's sanitized. There's a sanitizing chemical that goes over the plates and so on and so forth. But I, it's still, like... You do that at home, dude. You wanna lick
0: you know yeah. yeah. If you're if you're really feeling yourself and you're really feeling this vibe right now and you wanna you wanna get the rest of that off, then you do that there, man.
1: But well oh, ask her a piece of bread. I would have been no problem without yeah. bread for that.
0: Trip. That's I think that's a little more tactful, uh tactful way of getting that done, man, but oh my goodness. Well, that's a uh that is a character, man, for sure. Um Yeah. Now is there so is there any other of those situations? I mean, I know that was the like weirdest possible situation, but was there any of those other characters that may have, uh, well, I ago? mean, yeah,
1: being like the, the one spot I was at, I was there five days a week. Well, mm-hmm. most of the bars I like to work. I'm a full-time bartender. So I'm usually there five days a week. Right. And mean, you, you get your normal of characters in the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's always the one that sits on the corner of the bar that's there every day with you that you know like you know about their kids and you know their whole life story you know so on and so forth and then you get the ones that you see once a week that every time they come in you're like waiting for the story of, since the last time you seen them mm-hmm. you got the joke tellers you got the people that come in every week with a new joke you know you, you get it, it's you get you build a family out of a bar
0: absolutely yeah and you know I think that's what like. You know, if I may, if I may quote the, uh, legendary John Taffer of bar rescue fame, uh, but, you know, it's like anybody can go to, like, you can sit at home and get drunk, right? Like, that's not yeah. why you go to a bar. Like, you go to a bar for the experience. You go to a bar for the community. And it, every bar has its sort of bar regulars that kind of create this, its own little atmosphere, you know? And so you know, it's it is interesting to kind of hear the the different roles that everybody plays, right? Like, the, yeah, uh,
1: one of the things that I've taken a lot a lot of pride in in my time in the career is I'm a really good connector. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, yeah. going back to the weddings and so on and so forth. But you know, like I, I have a regular this girl, Lisa, that when she first came into the bar, she would sit in the farthest corner away from everybody that she possibly could. And, like, on her third or fourth trip in, I said, listen, you know what? I'm going to introduce you to the people that hang out at the other end of the bar, and you're going to make some friends here today. Right. And, you know, that's going back probably four or five years ago. And to this day, she pops into the virtual bar, and there's a whole bunch of people there that she would have never known if it wasn't for me saying to her, we got to break you out of the shell, girl. You know, mm-hmm. we got to get you talking to some people that you ain't never talked to before. Yeah. And she thanked me for it, you know? Like, she appreciates that I did that.
0: That's you know, and again, that's it, I, bartenders wear so many hats, right? And yeah. I, you know matchmaker is one of them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like that is so much part of the game that you know. I, I, I again, I marvel at the different skill sets that bartenders have to keep in order to be an effective bartender, and even you know to really create that experience for you as a customer, yeah. where you're just like, oh, you know, that was a good time. Because again, like. You can go to like you know bars for the most part have, they all have the same drinks, right? They all have the same liquor, yeah. but it's the personality of each bartender that kind of makes you want to go or leave, right? Because I've certainly,
1: yo, a hundred percent, man. You know, like the bartender makes makes the trip. I like, I'm not, I'm not just, you know, like when I introduce people, even going back to the virtual bar, there's a whole bunch of people coming in there that have never seen each other before, so I'll make everybody sh- shut up for a minute. And i will be like, hey, everybody, so-and-so entered. This is what they do for a living, and she already knows this one and that one from coming to this bar that I used to work at. And then I'll introduce everybody else to that person. So it's just a normal, casual flow of conversation after that. Uh-huh. There's no trying to get to know you point to it. It's now, all right, I kind of have an idea what you're all about. Right. You can jump right into the conversation. And that's how I'll end it out. I'll be like, oh, and this is what we were just talking about. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, you know, they were just all having a good time laughing. And this new person's like, oh, what did I miss? What did I miss? But I'll fill them in on what they missed when they got there. This way, they could just jump in and enter if they have, like, you know, something to add to the conversation mm-hmm. or raise the conversation altogether.
0: Yeah, it's uh, again, it's it's being the grand facilitator, and that's and it's it's pretty dope that you're that you put that together, man. You know, that's yeah.
1: I mean, it's fun. Uh, like, if, like if someone said to me when this all kind of started, they're like, "Yo, listen, keep a journal, keep something." You know, so when this is all said and done, you could look back and be like, all right, this is what I did during this whole entire thing. So what I do is I take attendance every day when I do the virtual bar and I take notes on like what happened during the virtual bar. And like I said to you earlier off the uh, recording, everything that's happened in the bar has happened on (laughs) the virtual bar. I just actually went and grabbed the notes just so I could read off a couple of little quick ones for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's hear (laughs) (laughs) them.
1: Excuse me. Oh, my buddy Jeremy. Uh, has one of those Darth Vader helmets. Right. And he was intoxicated and he got his head stuck in the Darth Vader <laughs> helmet. <to kick> off.
0: <laughs> the, um, it looks like we, the, we it, had boobs. It looks like the force was not with him on that one. No, definitely not. No. Nope. Um, we, we definitely had boobs. Yeah. Uh,
1: someone suggested karaoke. We had a cute penis drawing contest one time where we were playing the game. Okay. That was fun. Uh, we had someone pass out. During the middle of it, go and take a (laughs) a a nap. Um, And you know
0: what's what's crazy about that too is is that like we now have screenshots, so like uh, you could you know do that screen capture and you got it. But anyway, yeah, sorry.
1: Go ahead. I the oh we played. uh, This is a good one. This is one that's going to carry for a
0: while. Like the
1: conversation kind of going dull. uh, What's your what's your guilty pleasure song? Do you have a guilty pleasure
0: song? Mm, uh, like you me, know you do. Oh, me personally, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, it's a. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, there's there's this band King Missile. Okay. And uh, they're from uh, I think they're from Williamsburg. They're from like the like not like current Williamsburg. Like we're talking right. like the '90s Williamsburg, and it's very just like silly songs. Uh, but they have, uh, two songs. I have two guilty pleasure songs that are just silly and I like them. Uh, one is called take stuff from work. Okay. okay? And it's just this guy, the basically the song is the guy just talks about all the shit that he steals from work and that they pay him to steal, uh, which is great. Uh, and the other song is called, uh, double fucked by two black studs. Uh, and the song is every, it's it's every and it's legitimately that right. Uh, just a real quick pitch of the song is uh, you know the the singer he's like you know I was at this bar Sophie's bar which is on fifth off of A still there hopefully he's still there I hope uh, hope that yeah. place is still there. Uh, he was like I was at Sophie's bar on fifth off of A and there was this girl at the bar and she was trying to impress me of all the sexual things that she's done. And she was telling me all of her exploits and the singer's like, so I asked her if she had ever been double fucked by two black studs and she never answered. And she got up and left. And <laughs> that's, that's the entire song. It's fucking silly. And that's my, one of my guilty pleasure songs. So that works. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: We, uh, we have uh, re- totally redone zoom uh, between me and a couple of friends and I, they almost talked to me to get them back into it so we can recreate zoom. So it works better um yeah one of my buddies got a 3d printer and we um came up with puzzles to procreate which is um, <laughs> a pair of underwear that if you're too intoxicated to solve the puzzle you are not allowed to get into the girl's pants
0: ah okay that uh <laughs> I, I think that is a very that's a great method of contraception right yeah right. absolutely we're gonna, we're going to, uh, you know, and it, and it will certainly help uh, on either side, and for performance as well, right? Yeah, because definitely for performance. Too. You, did, you know, it's it's, it's it's, it's going to serve two two points there, right? Um, so you know that uh, that's that's pretty dope, man. Uh, now I, I do want to say, you know, we could we could do this forever, I feel, uh, but you know, I do we do got to get on to our next topic here. Uh, and I want to, uh, no, no, I appreciate, I appreciate, uh, all that you shared here, my friend. Uh, but you know, I do want to, uh, make sure that, you know, we can't, uh, can't have everybody just, you can't give away all the secrets, right? You know what I mean? 100%. So now, uh, we'll get into our next segment, which is questions for the guests, right? Now, these are five questions I'm going to ask you. And, you know, I want you to give, uh, your best answer, uh, you got. And of course, these are all personality based. So, and some facts too. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get into it. Now uh question oh, question number one. What is the biggest misconception uh people have about being a bartender? What do you what do you think that is?
1: Um probably that we're all raising alcoholics.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um I would say it's a kid in a candy store mentality, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Um you learn to really grab control of that as you see the path of people that are truly alcoholics go right. down where it's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it gets to be almost like scary. Like you look and you're like, fuck, I don't want to end up like that, you know?
0: Right. Right. And, you know, you kind of have to, I feel like, again, and also like, if you really want to be a bartender that's in the game, like, you know, you gotta, (laughs) gotta reel it in at some point. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, people have lost their jobs for drinking on
1: the job and you know, like when you really step back and you think about that, like you just lost your job because you couldn't control the idea that you wanted a drink. Yeah, you know, like I've I've worked with a girl who took a shot and fell backwards on the mats. You know, like she, she was that drunk. Yeah, uh, you know, like, you kind of get a, a broader look at like how harmful of an addiction it can be with alcohol,
0: right? And you know how you gotta keep your keep your shit straight. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, question number two: uh, What is the biggest tip that you've received as a bartender?
1: Uh, the single biggest tip that I received, like yeah. personally, yeah. I mean, yeah. personally, uh, right, uh, right before we got like locked out of work, uh, a guy tipped me a hundred dollars. Um, just one time he came in for a drink and just for the idea that he can give me a hundred bucks before I'm out of work for so long.
0: Oh, that's And dope. that
1: was a really meant a to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, he, and and he's usually a three or four drink kind of guy when he sits at the bar, but this one time he's like, "Nah, I'm just here for one drink." And he gave me uh he signed the credit card slip, and I was like, "Oh, uh, all right. Thank you so much. But, you know, this is this is, means a lot to me that you did that."
0: Yeah, that's that's really dope, man. And I'm, you know, that is again, I feel like you know, not to get too uh, on the soapbox about it, but it's just like, again, the silver lining of this is that we're, we are really seeing some people do stand up and do some good shit for people. So Yeah, 100%. Like very dope of him to do that. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, question question number three, what is your pet peeve of a customer? What is the one thing they do that really pisses you off?
1: Oh, I'm going to have to go with the paper crumblers, um, the people uh, who get their bev naps or their coasters, and they rip off little tiny pieces and roll them into balls and leave all the balls in front of them after they roll them up, because that really makes me nuts.
0: Yeah, I could uh, I could imagine, because it's like, you know good and hell well that they are not trying to clean that up. And no, and you know you're making a mess. Like, you know that you're making that
1: mess, and you're just going to get up and walk away from it. Like, I, I will take napkins away from people i will take the napkin holders away from their reach so they cannot do it
0: anymore uh this is not for you Uh, yeah you you, can't play with this toy anymore this isn't this is not available for you any further uh now uh question number four okay if you owned your own bar what would you name it
1: if i own my own bar Hmm. it would be called uh the public house and at nighttime, when the sign lit up, it would only light up the P, the, the U, and the B, and it would just say pub.
0: Ah, I like it.
1: Yeah, and if anybody's listening and you want to steal it, you can go ahead and steal it because I will never own my own bar because I do not want to own my own bar.
0: It is a, uh, I mean, it is a labor of love. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like it. I do, I do like the, I like the uh, uh, neon sign uh, shtick on it. Now, mm-hmm. our final question. What is your favorite drink to have? What do you, what do you, Um, what do you sip on?
1: As I've explained to many person in my life, I am what I lovingly call myself, upper class white trash. Uh, My, (laughs) my go-to is a shot of Jaeger and a Miller Lite.
0: Oh, okay. Very sp- As I was...
1: far as, like, I went down to New Orleans about six years ago and fell absolutely in love with that city. I've been down there twice a year sometimes, but I definitely go down at least once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite drink down there is uh, Sazerac. Mm, hmm that's good. And, uh, yeah, bourbon with uh, absinthe and a lemon twist. And it's, so I, I won't eat, like, that's one of those things I won't order anywhere else.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Because I don't want it to be destroyed.
0: You want to preserve the the integrity of it, right? Absolutely. Um, Well, and I I respect that. I respect that. Um, All right. Well, you know, thank you. Uh, Thank you for sharing sharing your uh, answers here for questions for our guests. And now we're going to get into our final segment, my personal favorite, which is... What were you drinking? Now, what I'm gonna do is I have, uh, on my Facebook timeline, I have some of the messiest people, uh, ever, right? And they, <laughs> and if we know anything about, uh, messy people is they post messy things. So yeah. we can only assume that these people are drunk when they write it, because no sober person should write these things and put them out in the world, but yet here we are. Okay. Now, uh, you as a bartender, having seen uh, people drink for uh, as long as you have, uh, have seen people drink off of many different things. So basically what we're going to do here is I'm going to read one of these posts, and you are going to figure out what you think they were drinking. So here we go. No matter what I try to do to better myself, always a fuck up in someone's eyes. I can't fucking win. Hashtag just my luck. What do you think they were drinking when this all came to be?
1: Oh, my initial gut said Pinot Grigio, and a lot
0: of it. Hmm. Okay. All right. There's a...
1: sound, that sounds like a thing a girl would be posting after a hard day of drinking wine and having a good cry to herself.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Yep. Okay. I like it. That's very insightful. And also, I should add in that uh, "fuck up" is in all caps and i can't fucking win is in all caps. So, uh Pinot, uh, Pinot Grigio cry is uh yeah. is where we are with this. All right, i like it. Again, you know, this is where the this is where Tom the expertise shines, right? This is where <laughs> the corporate training, the working in the private sector, it is in this moment where we say, yes, this is a trained professional. No matter what i do to try and better myself, i always fuck up. Always a fuck up in someone's eyes. I can't fucking win. Hashtag just my luck. That is Pinot Grigio. You heard it here first, folks. That's the deal. So, you know, that'll that'll do it for us uh, here at the Open Bar Talk podcast. Uh, Tom, I want to thank you for uh, spending the hour with us here, sir. We appreciate that.
1: It's been my pleasure, man. This was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, good, good, excellent. I'm glad I'm glad you had some fun out here, my friend. Uh, so, again, if you want to find the show, uh, you can do that, uh, openbartalk at gmail.com. Uh, openbartalk on Instagram is also another place to find us. You know, of course, I post some of my wild stories from my bar days uh, up there. They're pretty funny. They're pretty silly. They're pretty crazy. Uh, so go look up that. Uh, and, again, if you want to find the show, you can do that. Uh on platforms, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and, you know, rate, review, subscribe, uh, you know, drop five stars on iTunes. We really appreciate that, and, you know, that certainly helps us get this show out there. Uh, you know, if you want to find me personally, I am at JimSearch on all social media. JimSearchComedy.com is another good place to uh, get a hold of me. Uh, you know, I certainly post my jokes and all that stuff. Um So, you know, go ahead and look me up there. Uh, Tom, is there anything you want to plug before we uh, get out of here? No, sir. All right. I I
1: mean, I'm not going to plug the bar. Everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. I I just, you know, I really hope everybody comes out of this and really, you know, finds a new way in their life and, you know, tries to better themselves during this
0: time. Fair enough. Fair enough. That is. And, you know, I hope that as well for everybody, too, man. So. You know, uh, again, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming through uh, and uh, hanging out with me for an hour. Uh, you know, I also want to say, just before we get out of here, uh, you know, to support your local bar. You know, if they have a GoFundMe uh, kick kicking, just throw in a couple bucks. They've been taking care of you for years. Everyone's been really hit hard by this, but I think the hospitality industry has really taken a real – Real kick in the dick, uh, if you will. Yeah,
1: order takeout, order takeout. All the bars in Jersey now can serve liquor during the takeout. They yep. can deliver liquor from your house now. There's a lot of things. They took a lot of restrictions off. But really, like I appreciate that, man. Sports, sports local spots. Burger yeah. King don't need your money. Yeah, McDonald's don't need your money. Red, Red, uh, Ruby Tuesdays or whatever, the Applebee's don't need your money. It's the little guys that are hurting hard.
0: Yep. And, you know, again, this is, you know, this is a storm that is, is touched down and it's important that we all stick together and do what we can to support each other. So again, like we were saying, go out, support, uh, support all your local businesses, buy their food, buy their drinks, you know, everyone's trying to stay safe and they're trying to keep their lights on. So be sure to do that folks. Uh, and, you know, again, uh, you know, thank you all for listening, uh, Tom, big shout out to you, my friend for hanging out. Uh, you know, if you, uh, you're out there drinking, uh, make sure you put a water between each drink and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.